All right, guys. Hey, what's up? Welcome to this TNCBA Real Talk Live episode. Uh, it's been a little while since we've talked to y'all live. Uh, we got finished up with Boone Lake this past weekend. Kelsey and I uh, weren't able to be there. We had uh, postponement on the weekend beforehand because we had some really strong winds pushing through and stuff. So that pushed us back a week. Um, but Kelsey, I'm I'm excited. Looking out the window over here, mm-hmm. it's still daylight, man, and I'm. And it is 7.01. I'm super excited about that. That means some longer days fishing. I don't think the wives are going to appreciate that too much. But some longer days fishing, these longer daylight periods also mean that those fish are are getting ready to push up there. Um, If you've watched any of the the Bassmaster Elite Series today, you'll see that those guys are starting to catch some fish on the beds. I believe it. There's been a few, a little bit of a wave, but I think this cold front's going to hurt them just a little bit. It may hold them back a little bit, but I mean, you know, we got we've got a full moon coming. We coming do have to a full us, moon so coming we for got us. That. We got something good coming our way. But as far as those elite series boys, they're they're dealing with a cold front on chick, and it's going to be mean to some of them. I know Gary oh, yeah. Sanders has been sending me some messages and stuff, and I'm a little bit jealous of him and who he's riding around with right now and hanging out with. He got to be with Paul Mueller today. He's he's drawing Hunter Shock uh, tomorrow, so he's got some good draws and stuff. I'm sure he's down there learning a lot, riding around as a marshal, oh, yeah. but I look forward to hearing about those stories. And he just last week was on Cherokee uh, for the Bassmaster Open, the Open, doing yeah. the same thing. And he got to to ride around with Sam George, who's a, a young gun coming up, mm-hmm. and then uh, Keith Pochet. And mm-hmm. I really want to hear the story about Keith Pochet because he said that man ran them all the way up to the spillway. Oh, out yeah. of Beach Creek. So he said they were running through six inches of water, full bore. <laughs> that prop looked, yeah. Yeah. it was so beat up, he said. And that well, boat, he said he had about 18 inches on the back deck. Well, that boat was tiny. Well, like I said, like I've said it before, you know, fish coming from the BFLs and all that, you don't worry about where you put your tackle as a co-angler. You don't, that's, not, that's not your main focus at first. You worry about where those handles are in that boat before you take off because that that was always the first thing I looked for because I had some crazy draws. I don't know honest. who this guy is. Yeah. I don't know if he is he going to drive this thing like crazy. I remember we were out there on, on I don't, Bugs I don't know Island. If, yeah, I don't know if half of them believed in Jesus, but I knew they were going to meet him if they weren't <laughs> careful. I mean, my goodness. Well, that guy at Bugs Island, y'all were like boat 50, and you beat all of us before we ever yeah. got out of nut bush. Yeah. Was, he was, and the wind was gassing yeah. like 15 to 20, and the waves yeah. were three footers. He three and care. four footers. You got shoals. <laughs> well, I, I know we went over a spot that we had trolled over the day before that was only like two and a half feet. <laughs> so i mean he didn't care 80. See, so grab handles guys so yeah. if you're ever going to co-angler you're going to be a marshal grab handles you find those things when you first get in there there's your free tip for the day <laughs> there's your free tip for the day so guys uh, we're going to start out we're going to talk a little bit about boone we're going to talk about uh what i had going on down at norris lake for the morristown marine and what was going on there seemed like those two lakes were really playing very similar to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and these fish were, in my head, I was thinking we'd be a little bit further ahead than we were. Um, so first of all, congrats to, to Crockett and Uller for their win on um, Boone Lake for the, the club event down there. I'm going to pull it back up here really quickly. But I believe they had they had 12, uh, almost 13 pounds in four fish. They had a really solid bag. Mm-hmm. Crockett took the lead in... Um, Big fish for the year and big smallmouth. Kelsey's not happy with you right mm-hmm. now, Crockett, just so you can um, tell. Just, just letting he, you know. He's coming for you. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming for you. Uh, but he had a 504 smallmouth on it's gonna a jerk be, That's going to be a tough one to beat. That is going to be a tough one to beat. If if it's possible to beat it, I feel like these next two lakes that these we have two, yes. are are the ones where it could happen. Um, 
but yeah, so it's the 504 is going to be very tough to beat. And he said that was the first fish they caught that morning on a jerk bait. So it's always nice. Oh yeah, it's I'm sure that nice. blood was was pumping. But they took the, the win uh, there with almost 12 and three quarter pounds. Then we had a two way tie for second. We had two what, 10, what, 22. What is it with us and ties here lately? I mean, man. We've, like, had, we've had some good ones here lately. So 10, 22 for both uh, Fred Rutherford and um, Reg Edwards. And then 10, 22 also, let me find it here really quick, uh, for Andy Hodges and Keith Lester. I didn't get a chance to find out what Keith and Andy were doing. I may be wrong on this. I know Andy likes to throw an A rig, so maybe the A rig was at play. I know Dad, possibly a crankbait. I, I, I know. Crankbait as well. I know. We talked at the meeting before the tournament, which that was. It seems like it was forever ago yeah. now. But I mean, I know he had talked about being out there practicing, throwing crankbaits, things like that, and they were starting to move up. He was starting to catch fish doing that. So okay, so maybe uh, so. So it could have been well. something like that. I mean, okay. we'll we'll find out more detail. And then I know later. that from Reg and Fred, they were they were tight lining. Um, and that's what kind of has me in that mindset of these fish were (laughs) a little bit behind. And then the other thing I was listening to podcasts this week and the guy that won the open on Cherokee was dropping a Domeki. Now he did catch some fish up shallow and a lot of other people were catching their fish up shallow, but the winner, he said he caught a lot of fish out there, 30 bites a day. 40 bites a day yeah, out there dropping on it. He found those schools that were in those staging areas getting ready to move up. So I'm in my mind. I'm like, wait a second. It's is April first, and we're sitting here talking about dropping dropping on these. Which fish. I mean, that that could be the new, you know, pre spawn <laughs> way to go. I slide mean, out there to about twenty five. Find out where feet, those schools are and just and drop just slide on them. Up. But these fish were really hanging around bait, and that was one oh, thing yeah. that um, talking with Dad and Austin because we even gave them some calls while we were fishing Norris. And they're like, you know, we've got a lot of followers. And, and that's one of the uh, frustrating things about the live scope, mm-hmm. pan optics, all, all these forward-facing sonars anymore, is seeing all these fish that are, are following or seeing all these fish that rise up on your bait and then go back down away from it. Um, but these, these fish were out here around these bait balls and stuff. When me and Snyder were practicing on Norris, what we found were a lot of them kind of in the guts of these mm-hmm. small creeks or these small pockets. They were getting ready to move up there and spawn. They were getting ready to really make that push, but they were still just hanging out there around those bait balls. And if you got out there with a Kitek or you got out there with a jerk bait, you could get some of those fish to commit, but there was still a lot of followers that they were just mm-hmm. very preoccupied with other stuff. Um, but I know with Boone, I think the water temperature was around 53, 54 is what Dad said. We were seeing the same stuff on Norris. And that water temperature, water temperature is not the end-all, be-all, guys. Water temperature is going to play a role, but again, these daylight periods, the longer those get, you're going to see fish on the beds, uh, especially next week, and we'll preview South Holston a little bit, but I do know this. We also had uh, Fred, not Fred Rutherford, Wayne Winchester had a big spot on this one. He had a 315 spot, Uh, so he took over the lead in the spotted bass for our big bass battle. So, as of right now, what is our breakdown for our three let me jump back because i haven't changed the picture on that on the website so if you jump over to the home page and you scroll down uh, you can see those leaders so big large mouth and i'll double check our our results there reg still has big large mouth with a 399 as far as i know from from down down on cherokee the new small mouth leader is the 504 with with, uh, I, I like Crockett. the old picture better. He liked the old, <laughs> I like the old picture better. <laughs> and then Brett, 
Hamilton had the big spot with 116 there from Cherokee, and now Wayne Winchester has bumped him. Definitely so. And, guys, we want to say a huge shout-out and thank you to um, Knoxville TVA Credit Union for their sponsorship of that big bass battle for the year. And what we do with that is um, it's a $10 entry fee into that for the entire year. And at the end of the year, we're going to award the biggest spot Mm-hmm. For the year, the biggest smallmouth and then the biggest largemouth. So it's a nice competition. We still have our big bass award for each event that we have. Um, but it's a really nice way to work your way through the year and still keep competing. We go to places like Watauga that hit, have huge spots and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that spotted bass might change a couple more times. Well, I mean, and you think about, you know, last year, we later in the year we're going back to watauga again that, yeah. that, that's going to be another that's going to be another time when we can see can some see big that, fish can so, see I those mean, fish those leaders change oh, so yeah that's another battle within everything that's going on uh so that is one thing i noticed when i was looking at those results and talking with dad the spotted bass down on boone right now are they're fat. fat they are they're about huge. to bust and then people that are catching these little guys like you've got a lot of those F1s that are starting to get mm-hmm. a little bit longer, they're mean. They'll eat, try to eat anything they can. Oh, yeah. So still a lot of those small fish being caught, but some of these other fish, I saw another good smallmouth caught today um, out there. But getting back to the techniques. So with these fish still being in that pre-spawn mode very much here, a tight line is a great way to cover some water. Exactly. You also can cover a lot of water depths in that water column. Mm-hmm. So that tight line is, is great. I think the biggest thing is to pay attention to your electronics, even though you, even if you don't have forward facing, still just paying attention on your 2D because you'll roll across these bait balls and you'll be able to see them hanging out in certain locations or you'll see them hanging out at certain depths. So that tight line is a very good way. The jerk bait is a classic proven bait that is pre-spawn. It gives you a chance. Now, one thing I noticed at Norris, I was having to do softer, softer pops. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't I a th- quick hard rip. And, and I, I think fishing. I think that plays more to the time of year. I mean, yeah. you got to think these fish are going to be dealing. They're coming out of that colder water, so they're, so they're they're going to be a little more. Yeah, they're going to be slower this time of year in a way, right. more or less than the fall of the year. You wanting to, you're really going to be working that bait because I feel like those fish are used to the warmer water that's just now cooling down. They're get they're getting their they're getting their energy at yeah. that time of the year. They're yeah. feeding up. So I mean, and one thing I'll say about the fish I caught on the jerk bait down at Norris. So, so what we had happen at Norris on Friday when we were practicing mm-hmm. was we were looking for largemouth, and that's that's always one of the battles there at Norris. Smallmouth have to be 18 inches to keep. Largemouth only have to be 14. So to go and assure yourself for a keeper, a, a limit, you kind of go look for some largemouth and maybe go hunt some smallmouth. I had to throw back a 17 and three-quarter on tournament day. as a nice three-pounder, and it's heartbreaking. It hurts. So we were looking for largemouth. And as we were looking, you know, we, we found some towards the backs of the pockets, which traditionally, and this will even happen up on like Holson and stuff, guys, the, the large mouth are going to push towards the back of that pocket. Mm-hmm. They're going to push up on timber and the small mouth are going to hang out more towards the mouth of that pocket yeah. and on rock. Um, so we'd found some large mouth and stuff and the next day it just didn't work out. I'll, I'll hopefully get this video dropped for y'all here in the next couple of weeks from, from this trip down to Norris. But later on in the day, on tournament day, we finally got some wind to pick back up, and we started catching them on the ends of treetops that were yeah. on clay rock or on clay. Um, and that's one thing that uh, Austin said to us when we talked to him is that they started to notice 
being around clay and some mixed in with timber was where him and dad were getting some bites on an A-rig and a Kytec and stuff. That's, that's very interesting. But that clay heats up. That yeah, clay holds does. some heat. And that, that red clay is going to hold in a lot of heat. Um, so those are big areas to look at as you're fishing in these pre-spawn times. But what I was getting back to is those fish would, they were obviously just coming up and looking at that bait and getting mm-hmm. really close because I had very few in the mouth. So yeah. that jerk bait, I'd be popping along the end of those trees and then I'd go to make my next pop and there they'd be. It'd just load up. I'd find hmm. them all the way to the boat and it'd be in their chin or it'd be in the side of their face or on their head. Yeah, so they weren't really eating so it. So they, they weren't were just... eating it. They were getting up there close enough to it and following it just like they did the A-rig. I saw several several <laughs> on the A-rig follow that thing all the way back to the boat or come up off the bottom to it and follow it and then go back down. So they were getting close to it and then when I'd pop it that next time, they'd be too close and it'd get them. So works. it works, yeah, it, <laughs> it works. works, but it was just, it was really frustrating um, trying to get those fish to commit and try to eat that bait, um, and we ended up with just three keepers, since we knew we weren't going to be in the muddy, and those, it takes, it took 10 pounds to get in the yeah. muddy this time, so we put them back uh, there at the, the ramp and, and got our way headed home a little bit sooner, but again, you saw a lot of pre-spawn baits there at Norse, but here at the Boone Tournament, like we said, a crankbait. A rig, uh, tight line, the jerk bait, the Kitek, um, and and those baits are always going to shine here in the pre-spawn because of the fact that those fish are going to be in several different water co- depths of the water column, and they might be pushing up on a secondary point or they might still be on a bluff. Dad was talking about going into Friday holler. You've got a couple points there on the mm-hmm. right going back, and they weren't set up on the on the point. You had to get onto the wall that was already heading on back into the, the back, so into the yeah. back. So like yeah. they had started that move, <laughs> they weren't sitting right out there on the point. So they, they were weren't. Kind of, they were more in a transition than they were in a pre a true pre a true pre-spawn. They were transitioning yeah. to where they wanted to go. Yeah. So they they were making their move. Yeah. They, they were making their move, and like so many of these cold fronts rolling through right now, those fish are dying to move up. They're dying to get up there and 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 lay their eggs and stuff. But these cold fronts are, are, are holding that back. Um, the water temperature, they would like for it to be on a steady increase. Yeah. Right now, one thing I will say that I'm happy about is it seems like our our lakes are stable. So our For lakes the most are part, not yes. jumping around a ton, um, which is super helpful because again, when those lakes start to bounce around a lot, guys, it's 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 detrimental to that that spawn that you're going to have because those eggs need to sit there and they need to go through that that gestation period and, and be able to hatch and, yeah. and and be healthy, incubate and all uh, that. I yeah, mean, yeah. So I mean, you need it to be stable. Uh, but one thing I do want to say before we go on any further is say thank you uh, to Kingsport CPA. Uh, they were our sponsor, our title sponsor for this event. Uh, they have helped us out a lot over the last couple years, guys. Go check them out. Tax time is rolling in fast. Tax day will be here it's before you here. know it. Yeah. It'll be here before the next tournament. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, go check out Kingsport CPA um, and, and visit them for all your tax needs. Um, Kelsey? If you, what was your, what was your mind thinking? Like, cause I know both of us were not on the water. I was somewhere else, but while you were sitting there that day, cause it, it was a cold morning. Yeah. It was a very cold morning. What were you thinking? What would you have done had you been there on the water? I honestly, I would have probably started on some rockier banks. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have targeted smallmouth for, for Boone. Oh, definitely. more or less. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's just the bigger species in the lake right now. I mean, f- from what we've seen over the past few tournaments yeah. there. Um, 
But I would have probably went out and thrown a jerk bait. Would have would have thrown a jerk. I probably would have not thought of throwing a tight line. Th- 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 I don't this think time so either. I think my mind I mean, would have been beyond yeah. that, and I would have just been like, "Nah, I'm not doing it." Yeah. So I mean, I'd have probably went out and and had the three main baits that I would. Well, let's say four. Yeah. Jerk bait, a rig, crank bait, and, and a kitek. Yeah. Those would have been my four main baits that I would have been out there with. Yeah. So, like I said, it's one thing I love about watching our guys fishing with our guys and stuff is like again fred and reg their strength is is tight lining they love to do it so he knew that's what he wanted to go do that's what he went towards uh, and he stuck with it and it's just one of those things you 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 fish your strengths you 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 stick with what you have confidence in and that and that goes to show you what they did right there i mean that was something they had confidence in and i i probably personally i mean i love to throw a tight line but i personally wouldn't have had that confidence in it this time of year and I mean that that just shows you fish your strengths. It's not it's not about what you do. For sure. Um now I probably would have been the same boat you are. I would have gone a little bit more spinnerbait heavy. I tried that down on um on Norris, tried to throw a spinnerbait quite a bit and force that. Just it wasn't there, it wasn't happening and stuff. Um but I'm I'm feel I feel like there's gonna be a big shift between last weekend and then when we get over to Soho. Um and I think that adjusting even throughout the day at Soho is going to be is going to be a key. Um, mm-hmm. But as we kind of wrap up Boone, Boone was a really good tournament for our guys. To, it had been so long since Cherokee, you know. It felt yeah. like um, so they got back out on the water. We had some good bags. We had some big fish weighed in. Um, it was nice to get get out there. I'm looking forward to the fact of with Holston. I'm still I'm still holding out that we're not dressed up and, and bibs and our face covered and seeing our breath when we're out there fishing. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really, really proud of the guys for, for what they did bring in and stuff. And again, congratulations to Crockett and Oler on their win there. Um, but guys, what we're going to do really quick, I do want to take a look at our fantasy fishing and stuff with, with the Bassmaster guys. Um, with the fantasy fishing right now for our bucket picks, uh, Bassaholic, uh, Eric Smith there is beating up on us in this one. He's got 1166. I believe that's Ooh. our leader for this one right now. Um, so he's doing he's doing a good job there. Let's see who he's got picked in here. And then Austin Snyder's in second. Man. So Bassaholic has got Buddy Gross for his bucket A, Chris Zaldane, Austin Felix, Josh Douglas, and ooh, he took Aoki, so he went with Dice K there in that bucket E. That was the that was the that and was the look pick. At right? this. I thought about taking Chris Aldane, and look, look, he's a, he's sitting in tenth place right yeah. now. I mean, like, well, and but, I didn't. But do the it. only <laughs> thing that played in there for me was remember that BFL that we had the mm-hmm. big cold front roll through, and I I hooked into some good ones down there on Chick with a big swim bait. That's the yep. reason. Now he might not even be doing that, but that's what made me think of him. I was like, if anybody's going to be down there throwing a big swim bait, it's, yeah. it's going to be him. Um, he's got some good picks there and that sneaky, yeah. sneaky with that dice K Aoki man. Uh, cause he's sitting up there really good in the, in, oh, the, yeah. in the leaderboard right now. Uh, you had a, had a good pick there with Carl, Carl Jacobson coming in there with the big bag of the day. So down there on Chickamauga boys, we got 24 pounds leading it. Then 23 in second. Let's, let's let's check out and see where Gary Sanders' ride for tomorrow is hanging out. Let's see. Let's see. I think I passed him. 
Oh, there he is. Hunter Strike. So he's got 24. 24 sitting, sitting there with five spot. fish for 16 pounds, three ounces. So he's going to have a fun ride tomorrow with that guy. Again, he's moved down there, so he's he's local. So I'm, I'm super jealous um, of Gary getting to hang out with him all day tomorrow and, and yeah, maybe I pick mean, his brain and watch him work. Some of these learning a lot and about that lake. And that's one thing that he has said. Like, it, it's not too expensive to go do this yeah. marshland program. And you, you get to, you get to learn a lot. You get a lot back from bass. So that is a really cool thing to do. I would really recommend that to anybody. Um, you know, and, and they seem to be coming closer to home here mm-hmm. more and more often. So that's definitely a thing to, to keep an eye on. So, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to talk about south holston and preview that event uh sorry couldn't give you a lot more information on boone i do know that those fish are moving up and they're they're moving up every day um it does seem like still focusing on some of the steeper banks and stuff a little bit right now is is the key out there on boone a jerk bait a kitek a tight line those would be things to to get out there and fish right now and that spinner bait and stuff should be coming on quick but we're going to take us a quick commercial break and thank those guys that are making this possible for us to do these live shows and and all the social media things that we have happening Uh, and then we'll be right back with you and we'll preview uh south holston which is coming up real soon tncba real talk live is brought to you by tri-city logistics Uncle Ray's Beyond Good and Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Today's the day to explore the journey ahead. Enjoy life's little moments because they're all around us in every smile and in every laugh. Cherish the moments that will last a lifetime with a partner that lasts a lifetime. Enjoy every moment. Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Join us, join us now. All right, guys, so welcome back. Uh, again, thank you to those sponsors for what they, they've made happen for us and, and helping us out. Uh, again, our mission is being able to give back to the community with our entry fees and stuff. So when sponsors come in and they, they help us out throughout the season, that just allows for, for more of our funds to go towards that. It allows for this to also be part of that out- outreach. So it's a, a big thing, and we can't thank them enough. So, Kelsey, I know we're both excited about this one a lot. Um, Ooh, I am. <laughs> I'm going to control you. I Calm am. you down. Remember what we used to talk about the BFLs? Settle, no, not super highs, not super lows. you got to keep it even keel, right? Yeah, I mean – this is just one of those ones that all right you just go I, on i look forward you to go it. ahead and be excited and you enjoy it and get I mean, pumped it's up my for fa- it. it's my favorite time of the year to be on south Holston. the only thing that scared that worries me is the way these these fronts have been rolling through i feel for those guys that are going to be fishing the bassarama this oh, weekend yeah. with snow coming in and stuff i will say I will, I will say this though those smallmouth up there they chew when it snows oh yeah so it, it could be awesome it could be incredibly awesome uh, but what I see playing out right now, based on what I saw at Norris and stuff, and we had this happen, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but we came in, it had been a really tough day on Holston for the club, mm-hmm. and the uh, there was another club weighing in, and somebody, two or three bags of like 20, 19, and 18, and I remember yeah. them talking about, they caught them in the center of the pockets. Yep. And I really saw that this last week on Norris, and I've started to kind of try to look for that more on Holston those years later, but... Don't be afraid, guys, to to kind of hang off the bank a little bit further. And if you see still balls of bait out there, to take you a little bit bigger swim bait, maybe a four-inch swim bait, maybe a five. Mm. 
even a get, six if, get you're, out there, if you're feeling get out there if graph. you're feeling wild. Yeah. And and throw into the middle of that pocket. Um, because those those fish will hang out around that bait until they're ready to slide over there to the bank. Um, but what I'm hoping is that this full moon will bring them over to the bank, get them on their spawning and stuff. Uh, and we, we're going to release a video, one of our tips, tricks, and how-tos next week, and Kelsey really gets into the, the spawn and stuff. But as I go into this tournament and I start to think about the things I'm going to be doing or, or trying, one of the, the first ones is it, the main things is going to be a search bait of yes. some kind. We've talked about this. I'm going to, I'm going to have on a, a long a, I'm going to be throwing that bone colored long a to try to see what those fish will do. If they'll show themselves, I like to have a feather on that, uh, on the back. And again, it's something that's subtle, something you can move extremely slowly and keep it there. And even if they don't take that bait guys, you can at least get them to show themselves and get them to bite. Um, so the long a is something I'm going to have on my deck. Uh, then of course I'm gonna have a spinner bait. I know you talk, uh, to other people. Spinner bait is a great bite up there oh, yeah. for the small mouth and stuff. I still want to have some stuff to search. And then of course a kayak. that's, that's my go-to yeah. up there. Um, I'll be interested to see what people are talking about the water temperatures being on Holston with the cold front coming through, whether or not it's going to kind of hang out in that 53 to 55 range did it warm up a little bit with this nice warm day we had yesterday with all that oh, yeah. sun. Um, but are you at this moment, based on what you've seen on Boone and what you've seen in other places at Norris and stuff what, with what I've talked to you about, are you thinking spawn? Are you thinking we're going to be there a little bit earlier than what we think we sh- should be? Or well, a little bit here, earlier than where the fish are at. Here's the thing with just past history on this lake. We know that this lake, it, goes in phases like it, it it could be totally pre-spawn in one place and then yep. the next place i mean you move a mile down the lake and next thing you know they're on right so i mean it's true i do feel like they are going to be there's going to be some going I, I i feel like we may see a massive wave go I, I hope so that would be great but my my total thoughts really i'm going to be more or less thinking pre-spawn pre-spawn and 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 searching for later in the day for those spawners let's just pull it up here really quick bristol because i have not done a good job of of looking to see what the weather's going to be i've been paying more attention to this week (laughs) but i i do think if we get a nice our 10 day right now if we go from now taking us into next week we got a little bit more of a cool down coming again, but look at those 74s. Here's what gets me excited, and this is why I think 100% those fish are going to be on beds, is because so 49 tomorrow for the high, 33 low, 44 Saturday, 30 low, 60, 40 low. Then that Monday, that Monday through Thursday stretch, or Monday through Wednesday stretch kind of, you go 74 for the high on Monday mm-hmm. with a low of 50. Yep. It stays really warm. You go 75 on tuesday with a low of 56 and then you go wednesday 76 for the high a low of 58 dude those are some really warm nights and that's gonna make that happen really quick yeah i I feel like what's really plays key is sunshine yeah that's gonna play a big key in warming those waters up and i'm I'm seeing just partly cloudy on most of those days so it's not going to be uh, a crazy massively overcast and stuff yeah um and guys, if any, if any of you are out there watching, or even if you watch this later, drop in the comments. Tell us what you think is going to be the winning weight 
going into uh, this event. We're going to be, I, I feel like we're going to have some really consistent bags in that 10 to 12. I think people are going to yeah. catch a limit. I think that should be an easy part as long as that, that weather doesn't change too much. But I think catching a limit is going to be fairly easy. When and I where hope. will I hope I do hope I, do hope. I, I, I think, I think it's going to be a good time. We'll see positive in yeah. that. But so I think your ten to twelve pound. There's going to be several of those ten to twelves. Yeah, you know, and then who can find out where the big ones have pulled up, or who can figure out what to do to get the big ones to bite. They're still pre spawn. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you're fishing a secondary point. Maybe you are still fishing out there in the middle of the pocket where some of those bigger girls are still hanging out. But I think a ten to twelve will put you kind of in that middle of the road yeah. because I think a, a 15 inch keeper smallmouth at this time is going to be two to two and a half pounds. Yeah. So I think that's what you're going to get. But Kelsey, what do you think will be, be the top three ways? So like what's going to be first, what do you think will be third? What do you think will be that window mm. for making the top three? See, that's tough. Cause I mean, I know what it's taken up there before in the past. Right. And that, that, I mean, that's coming from a lot of time on the water. Um, I'm thinking somebody, I'm thinking realistically, I'm thinking your top three, there's going to be an 18 pound bag in your top okay. three somewhere. So, um, I don't want to play it too so, heavy. So 15, maybe be in third place, 18, be in first place. Or you think it's going to be tighter than that? The, see, that's the thing. It's just an unknown. I feel like somebody could bring in a 20. I mean, I know oh, there's it's, the it's capability there. of the somebody bringing there. in a 20 plus there's... pound bag. Um, but I'm going to say on a realistic level, consistent fish, I'm going to say 18 pounds is going to be first place. Okay. Around 18, 18 and a half, closer to 19, I, I guess. But And then slowly stair step down from there. Okay. All right. I can get with that. I can get with that. If, if they're spawning, if they're spawning, or if you find them in, yeah, I mean, if you find those, those it, it depends on if you can get on the really fed up. Them. Yeah, I think it, the biggest thing you can't do, guys, is go up there and try to do a bunch of different things at once, mm-hmm. um, because you will spin yourself out very quickly. Uh, I know that the the Kitech buy is tried and true. It is yeah. consistent. Um, it'll also tell you a little bit if you're throwing a swim bait, throwing a kayak, it'll tell you about what those fish are doing, let you cover a lot of water yeah. quickly. It's a good, it's a good search bait and it gives you a lot of transition. And, and if you guys really, if you like, I, I went on and talked about that in the next how to that's tips, tricks, up, and how to yeah. that's coming up, really go in there and look at that. Uh, that's going to drop this Tuesday, but really look at that video and listen to what, it, what has to be said in that video, because there's a lot of stuff that I've gathered from from people you've been, many different yeah. people that I've fished with up there, and I've learned a lot about this lake, and, especially this time of year. And and one thing that you keep on hearing is talking about the green green worm, throw the green worm, throw the green worm. I think the biggest thing is to also make some variations. Mm-hmm. I know Josh Erlinger's talked about in, in the last couple of years doing really good on drop shot, yes. just to change the presentation of it. Um, I know we just worked on a, a how to about wacky rigs and stuff this yes, evening sir. that'll drop later on this month. Um, but but vary those presentations with that worm. Uh, there's a lot the Nico rig. There's so many different ways to rig these worms and stuff. Now we talk about that a lot, like it's the end all be all during during the month of April. But it, it just seems like every single year that that's how how it's won. Whether you're fishing it up there on the banks in zero to three foot of water, or still fishing it out there 
in 15 foot of water. Yeah. Um, but the key is just remember that these, these fish are going to spawn on some steeper areas at times and don't ever be afraid to, to fall in behind somebody. If somebody no. else has gone down the bank, just move in behind them. If that's where you were wanting to fish, just take your time because even though they may have caught one, and I listened to this on some of the podcasts from earlier this week, talking about fishing for those spawning fish on Santee, you catch one, This I think it was Matt Airy talking about, he caught three off the same bed. Mm-hmm. He caught, I think it was a buck, Two bucks, maybe, and a female. He caught the buck, <laughs> caught the female, and caught another buck. But, like, those fish are going to just keep moving up into those areas. So, yeah. there's nothing to say that that person that just went down through there didn't catch the buck bass. And when they move on and you come in, maybe the female's moved up now. Or maybe another buck's moved in to use that. Um, because I know sometimes it can be overwhelming this time of year how many people are going to be on the water. There's going to be there, – there's no yeah. question about it. It's April, guys. There's going to be a lot of people on the lake. Just don't get yourself stressed out. Um you, you see a lot of us, we talk a lot about the 45s, the black slate. Uh, the other thing is focusing in on, on river rock. Um, you, you've got some of those key areas, areas like across from Obnob there, that it's some really good river rock that starts to flatten out, that those full fish pull up out of mm-hmm. that deep water. Uh, you got the stuff like the hump going into Jacobs Creek. It's got some good river rock on it and stuff. Okay. And, and these are all major community areas. I'm not talking about yeah. anything secret, but um, that, that river rock also plays if you can find some isolated places like that. And, and then the, the one thing we don't talk about much is largemouth. And, and I'm not good at, at finding them up there on, on Holston consistently, but you can get into the backs of some of these creeks as they start to pull up and, and do the same thing we were talking about earlier with the jerk baits and the timber. But typically you're going to find largemouth more concentrated on the timber, moving towards the backs of these pockets and creeks or where there's run ins. And now's the time to find some of those big ones. Well, it popped up. Dad had, dad called a seven up on, on Holston. I think it was 2016 is what it popped up on Facebook memories. Um, but again, it was more of a timber focused with some clay or the river rock. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like if you're going to go hunt well, the large I'm mouth, very familiar with I, the area that that, that, hey, that, that fish came out you of. You just stay out there. You but just I, stay out I, there. I'm just, I'm very <laughs> familiar with that area. And yes. I can tell you, yeah, it, you've right. got you've got a lot of different transitions right in that yeah. localized right in that area for sure. So I mean, you got your clay, you got your slate, you got your big, big rock, you got yeah. your tim. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot going on it's, in that it, little area. A, so, it I is mean, a lot going on. So that's kind of where you're gonna find your differences if you want to go find some largemouth. Uh, again, those differences being the fact that you've got a 15 inch size limit on small mouth, mm-hmm. you got a 12 inch on large mouth. Um, but again, those large mouth will be fat as well. Um, so guys, right now the plan's moving forward and we'll kind of wrap this thing up and get done with our show. But our next meeting coming up is this Monday. Um, Mike Van Dyke wanted me to make sure to tell everybody I'll send out an email as well. He's got the t-shirts if you ordered one. Uh, that he'll have at the meeting. Those are $15. Uh, Guys, if y'all are watching this and you've not been with us, you've not visited with us, uh, we meet on the second Monday of every month at the Sullivan County Courthouse there in Bluntville, Tennessee. There's a bank right across the road where everybody parks. Come in, come upstairs to the main room there. Uh, Come hang out and fellowship with us. We'll be talking about Boone again. We'll be talking about Holston. Have a devotion. Take in prayer requests. Have a how-to at the end after we discuss business for the club. Uh, and then our next event, guys, is coming up on Easter Saturday, right before Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, be a blessed time. It is going to be a blessed time. <laughs> it's going to be some great fellowship, guys. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're, you're there for that. We're talking safe light to 3 p.m., five fish per team. Um, remember, we do a team format. 
the, your best five out of both of you and then not until the end when we get to the classic do we break that down to where you're fishing individually um but we really hope that y'all come out there and fish with us guests can come and fish with us for 15 dollars entry fee you can fish a couple events with us and then decide you know is you liking this is this for you do you like the fellowship and stuff and then membership is 25 dollars for the year $20 entry fees. And again, we, we look for sponsors and partnerships to ha be there for our payouts for these events. And then the majority of our entry fees are, are given out to charities and to help others in need uh, towards the end of the year. We vote on that. Um, so we really hope you all come and join us. If you have any questions, you can always get a hold of us through the email that you can find on the website. You find it on Facebook. Uh, my phone number's on there as well if you need to call or text. Um, but guys, the club is full of great guys. And if you're somebody that's getting into fishing, you're looking for uh, the opportunity to learn, these guys are looking to help. These guys are looking to share. Uh, it's, it's not tight-lipped. They're not going to point you in the wrong direction. Um, they're competitive. And, yeah. and they may not give you every detail, but they're going to give you what you need to get in the right direction, start getting you on some fish and stuff. Um, but that's what I love about they're competitive still. Yeah. We get out here, we help help each other kind of get pointed in the right direction, teach you a little bit about the basics and stuff. And even as we're learning, we start to share those pieces that we learn. And that's the point I mean, behind these how-tos that we do. I mean, looking back on it, Cody, I've been fishing with – I've been around this club for a good majority of my life, but I've actually been fishing mm -hmm. in this club since I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I've learned a lot through these guys. So, I mean – well, it's I also to, been fun because you were in that junior club that yeah. we had. And, like, you know, I see Kevin Stevenson popping up all the time on yeah. social media now. He he, I mean, he loves fishing. He's crushing it up there on Watauga and stuff. I love to see yeah. those big bass that he's, I mean, he's putting there, out. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of guys in this club that have a lot of knowledge of so many different techniques that, yep. you know, I never would have thought of in the past. And, and, you know, just come out and join us. It's a good time. Yep. I mean, it's like family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is just like family. So, guys, we are going to wrap this up. Um, if you got things you want us to talk about in future shows or anything like that, you can post that here in comments. You can send us an email. But, guys, we really hope that you've enjoyed this show. We've got a great tournament coming up here. Following Holston, we go to Watauga. Then we get into June for our out-of-town on Gunnersville. Then we start our night tournaments down on Douglas. So I'm really liking this stretch here that we got coming. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I think we're going to have some really good bags caught. We're going to see some big bass wade in. Maybe Kelsey can knock Crockett back off the, the top tier there. I don't know. It's going to be tough. He's going to be swinging for you. That, that's a five but, but I, I do promise you, I'm coming I do after you. you. I'm coming after you, Dave. I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> he does promise you. Of course, didn't, you, didn't your dad catch a, a six up there? I know Robert Chapman caught a six one time. Uh, in a in a spring tournament on Holson, yeah, swim no. bait. but your dad had one too, that, didn't he? That it was actually the first term of the year. That was That's back right. in February. I keep on getting it was, him and it was an almost up. it was almost a seven pound smallmouth. That thing yeah. was huge. It was it was a freak. It was a football. <laughs> was, that thing looked like it was about to explode. But so there there's some big ones in there. That I mean, was fun, but I am I'm excited about this these next few stretches, guys. Come out, join us. We hope y'all have enjoyed, guys. We will all see you all on the water if we don't see you at the meet. And remember, meeting on Monday, guys, and then we'll see you all for Holston on Saturday, right before Easter. See you guys. See you.